Thank you, Vanessa. We're down to the final two matches now in the WBBL 09 series. Of course, we get to the challenger tonight and then the final uh, later on in Adelaide. So the strikers are waiting and then BBL season number 13 starts next Thursday with the Brisbane Heat against the Melbourne Stars. It's coming at us thick and fast. The general manager of both of those BBL leagues, Alistair Dobson, joins us on the line. Good morning to you, mate. Thanks for your time. Busy time too. Yeah, good morning, Matt. It certainly is a busy time. We've um, obviously enjoyed uh, some World Cup success overseas, but the, the, the WBBL is in full swing and, and about to uh, come to a conclusion and the BBL's right right on our doorstep. So it's a pretty exciting time. So we had the Brisbane Heat going into the Challengers uh, final tonight. So they're going to have to back up over there at the Wacker. And then we've got the Adelaide Strikers waiting at Adelaide Oval on Saturday night. What's been your take of the WBBL season? Um, Sydney Sixers, just from our Sydney audience perspective, Sydney Sixers had a, a season to forget and the Thunder turned their fortunes massively around. So in terms of the Sydney market, it must have been a, a mixed bag for you. Yeah, it's, it's a really competitive competition every year. It's, it's the best cricket league in the world for women with the best players uh, coming from all over the world to play. And the, and the competition is really strong. And, and I think we've seen, uh, you know, the, the, the best teams rise to the top again. The, the Sixers were thereabouts for, for, for parts of the competition and, and just couldn't quite uh, put it together at the end. And then, yeah, the Thunder started with a, with a bang but um, had dropped off in the, in the last few weeks. As I said, it's, um, it's a really tough competition. You've got to be on, on your game every Every night you come out to play and it's, um, yeah, I think the final on Saturday night, whoever the strikers end up playing, it's going to be a beauty. In terms of crowds, Alistair, where are you at with the WBBL? It's been hard to get crowd numbers and we've seen some matches where there haven't been many people at all in the stands. Is there a bit of a hangover, do you think, of the amount of cricket that's been on this year? You had some good numbers at the stadium series, but what's, what's the view from headquarters about the numbers? You'd always like more. Yeah, I think crowds are one metric we, we look at alongside TV audiences and, and the sentiment of the players and the quality of the cricket. I think we're always chasing as many people coming to our games as we can. What we know is when people come and see the WBBL, they just see how amazing it is and, and the quality of the cricket. And, and our crowds are up year on year, so that's a really exciting and positive trend for us. I think the stadium series games we played on the weekend just gone were, again, a, a good indication that when... We put on big events that, that have the full bells and whistles of a big bash experience. People love to come along and watch it. I think we work, we work closely with our clubs on, on building crowds. There are games played during the week. It's the nature of the, of the WBBL or the big bash broadly that um, we, we don't just confine games to weekends. So when we're playing games midweek, there's always a different, a different challenge and a different proposition. But by and large, we, we're pretty optimistic and confident of our crowds this year. Is there any way or is there any thought process around... WBBL plus BBL being in the same space in the calendar. I mean, I I just cannot comprehend the the way that you manage to deal with your calendar spaces because the world of cricket is is jam packed. I mean, you're tripping over it yourself. So, is that separation to you important to have the women's BBL and the men's BBL separate, or is it a a nature of the beast of the scheduling around world cricket? Yeah, it is important that they're separate. I think the first four years of the WBBL uh, that was actually aligned to the to the men's competition played throughout December and January, and it was WBBL 05, um, you know, obviously completing 09 at the moment, uh, 05 that we separated the competition. That was a strategic move to, to be able to create some clean air for the, for the WBBL to thrive and play in prime time and, and own a, a big chunk of the cricket calendar outright. I think when, you, when you're playing throughout December and January, obviously there's, 
there's a lot of other cricket happening around Australia, whether that's test matches and, and men's BBL. So to be able to place the WBBL uh, in its own window, uh, in its own right, and be able to focus on that, whether that's TV, marketing, promotion, uh, and, and bringing our fans along, it's, it's a very strategic move for us. I think, obviously, the, 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 the challenge is trying to bring people into uh, the, the Big Bash environment a little bit earlier than perhaps they have historically. So um, it's a strategic move. One, we think is the right one, um, but obviously it comes with, with ongoing uh, work and effort to drive the crowds there. Mm. And you're right, the professionalism of the WBBL um, league itself has been extraordinary and it's a great night out, isn't it? I mean, that's that's the bottom line. It's a great arvo, it's a great night out and if you can do it on a school night, it's even better. Um, obviously, if you can got, get the time on the weekend, then they get the crowds there and the stadium series certainly showed that. So we've got the final two matches of WBBL and then you'll quickly swing around into BBL next Thursday. I wanted to ask you about where you're at in terms of trying to ensure the international players can come here and can stay here for an extended time. So we saw with Harry Brook pulling out um, last year, it was Liam Livingston. You're not going to be able to control this, even though the league's had a crack at it by lifting the platinum level payments. What, what else can you do? Yeah, I think it's one of the one of the realities of, of the modern cricket landscape that players have multiple opportunities and lots of opportunities and multiple commitments. And and every every T20 league around the world is is balancing. Uh, I, I guess, the structure of their own competition and trying to make sure the best players can play. And, and we're no different. I think salary cap is one. Um, we, we Obviously, players love coming and playing in Australia and playing in the best venues and on the best wickets in, in really good cricket. I think for us, it's about making sure the experience continues to be as good as it can be alongside, alongside obviously, competitive salaries. And then I think, ultimately players are always going to choose their national commitments if that's if that's where they're selected. No different to the Australian players in, in a big bash season when you know, when, they, when they're called up for test duties, they, they, uh, they're quick to jump in, obviously, at that opportunity. So it's an ongoing challenge. It's one that every, every league faces. And I think for us, it's about also making sure that um, the local heroes, we saw last year in the, in the BBL final in Perth, there's actually two local, local heroes that won the game for the Scorchers. So having the best players from around the world is, is one part of it, but making sure and, 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 bringing, and building up heroes from, from our own backyard is, is equally what the Big Bash is known for. And I, I saw in the last couple of days that Steve Smith is going to commit to Sydney Sixers when he can. The lessons that were learned over last season, especially with somebody like Stephen Smith and the way that he performed, which was fantastic, um, I, I guess behind the scenes there was a lot of a lot of headaches around that, just just by nature of the way that it panned out. Not not bad headaches, but ones that you had to solve and were were clearly worth the pain is that the way that you viewed it and, and you'll try and get players like Stephen Smith and like Marnus Labuschagne get him back into as much BBL as you can oh for sure and especially after the, the, the heroics over in India during the World Cup I mean the best players from around the world are important but having you know our Australian heroes playing the BBL you know we'll see Glenn Maxwell also on opening night in, in Brisbane and having those players play in the competition is is un, unreal for us we saw that as you said last year with with Steve with a couple of back-to-back centuries. And, and, and we did a lot of work in the off-season with, with our players and the ACA around a new MOU. And, and that came with it some a, a new revised contracting model that has made it easier for clubs to contract CA players or Australian players into their lists. And, and Steve's one of them with, with uh, obviously, with the Sydney Sixers. So um, we're always trying to free up either the calendar and or our contracting rules to make sure those players can play. We'll, we'll get a little taste of it this year. They're... they're the Australian Test Summer goes right through to the end of January. So we'll see a taste of it. And then next year, 
um, the, the, the revised calendar we have will see a lot of a lot more Australian player involvement uh, in next summer. But uh, a little taste of it this year, and we can't wait to see Steve out there next Friday night in Sydney um, against the Renegades. Absolutely. So it starts the Thursday before that, of course, the night before that, Brisbane Heat v Melbourne Stars, as you mentioned, with Glenn Maxwell, the, the biggest show in town at the moment who's absolutely firing. So they've done a lot of marketing for you, haven't they? They've, they've done the right thing leading into this summer of BBL. Um, and, of course, you've got two more to go in the WBBL. So it's a really busy time. I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of WBBL, and we look forward to touching base through the men's league. Yeah, any time. Thanks for the chat. Alistair Dobson there, the WBBL and BBL general manager. So it's a, a lot a lot to pull together, isn't it? I don't envy the task there, and they do it well. It's there, there are so many moving parts in the world of cricket, and you just take a look at what they had to try and do with um, the salary cap, like they say with the memorandum of understanding, so the deal with the Cricket Australia players, trying to get these players integrated into the BBL as much as they can. They're the big stars of the show, quite literally, um, and they are doing a lot of the, a lot of the marketing by going out there and winning everything in front of them. So, in WBBL terms, we've got the Brisbane Heat backing up tonight after their win over the Sydney Thunder. So they'll take on the Perth Scorchers. That's the challenger. Um, the wacker looked a little bit ordinary around the around the square last night as well. And then we've got the final at the Adelaide Oval, which will always look great. The Adelaide Strikers against the winner of tonight's Perth v Brisbane match. We will take a break. 0457 736 736 is the text line. Your texts and calls coming up after this.